Hello, hello, and welcome to another podcast episode of Overpowering Emotions, where I talk all things big emotions, emotion regulation, resilience. I am talking today with a special guest. I'm very excited. A lot of time, the stress and anxiety that we feel or our kids feel is usually related to something that we can figure out, i.e. problem solve. And a lot of it is around time management and making sure that we're scheduling our time. So I'm so excited to be able to talk about some of these strategies. I'm talking with Jamie Campanella today. She is a time strategist and productivity consultant. She mentors and guides parents, professionals, and entrepreneurs to take control of their time. She's the creator and principal facilitator of the Time Power Program that gives people the essential tools and strategies to avoid overwhelm and tame chaos so that they can regain control of their time for good. So. Very excited to be talking with Jamie. Let's jump into some of these strategies that can help us. Thank you, uh, Carolyn, so much for having me here on the Empowering Emotions, Overpowering Emotions podcast. This is such a great topic when it comes to time. Um, as you said, I'm a time strategist and productivity consultant. And what I do is I mentor and guide parents, professionals, and entrepreneurs to restructure their time to actually achieve, achieve their dream life vision. So these overpowering emotions, stress, anxiety, overwhelm are quite often what I hear from parents and professionals who want to change their relationship with time. I am um, just a little bit more about myself. I'm also the creator of the time power method, which I created to give parents and professionals these essential tools and strategies to avoid that overwhelm, to tame that chaos that we all experience in our life um, and live our life by the design that we choose. So in short, I'm that person who's going to help you go from feeling like you don't have enough time to do X, Y, or Z to feeling like, wow, my to-do list is done. It's only lunchtime. <laughs> um, and in my premium service, I, I literally do a home edit of your life and your business to turn you into an organized powerhouse, really taking a deep dive into what is happening in your life. What is creating those overpowering emotions? Where is your energy and time leaking so that we can really build a solid foundation an amazing structure that takes you on the path to the experiences you want to have. We get so stuck in these emotions or these feelings, and we often feel there is no other way. We just have to kind of live with them. <laughs> and so, especially for parents and parents who have businesses, I really want to, or on or on a professional journey, you can, it often it feels like a competition. You can't have both. So I'm really on this mission to show you that you can, be a successful parent or professional and have a successful home life and business at the same time. It doesn't have to feel like you have to choose one right. or the other. Right. And it's so important. I mean, even for myself, I teach strategies all the time around this, you know, whether it's to parents or to kids themselves, especially in high school. And time still eludes. We we often talk in my home about if you could have any superpower, what it, would it be? And both my husband and I would would say the ability to control time because we would stop time, do all the stuff that we need to do, 
and then, you know, hit go again. So mm. you said, you know, having a, your to-do done, I don't think I've ever had a finished to-do list in my entire life. So I think right. that this is really valuable. Well, so, it's interesting because I just want to comment on that because yeah. the fact is business activities, life activities, they are ongoing. They are forever. Yeah. That, that we can't control that. You know, you, it's interesting that your superpower was to control time because I often say that's the one thing in my work that I can't do. I can't extend time. I can't make 24 hours, 29 or 30. We have the time that we're given. So I think like this amazing superpower is to live the life within the time that we have and feel fulfilled because what you're identifying is that list that never gets done. That's where stress and anxiety. So what are we, I would start with, what are we even putting on that list? Why are we setting ourselves up for never feeling done? Right, right. Yeah, because it's a limited resource. And I think that we we don't use it the same way or we have different expectations around it. Actually on that point, what are some of the limiting beliefs maybe before we get into some of that kind of stuff that gets in the way of people being able to use their time effectively? Yeah, well- it's so interesting. These limiting beliefs are so strong and we believe that they are just the way life needs to be. You know, people come to me saying, I wish I had more time. There's not enough time in the day. They ran out of time. They're constantly late because they ran out of time. They forgot to do something because they didn't have enough time. So this limiting belief under the undercurrent of all of this is that time is out of my control. I don't have enough of it. This is the number one thing people say, I don't have enough time. They don't have enough time to work. They don't have enough time to be their family, self-care, the house, whatever it is. And they just believe that to be true. We are set up for this, right? There's never going to be enough time to do everything. So we have to compromise. They believe that they don't have enough time and they have to spend their life in a certain way. And so this limiting belief is very debilitating. And so I want people to understand they have a power of choice. You can manage and control your time. You can have a different way of looking at this. So in all these common beliefs, and I just gave a few examples, what I hear behind these statements is time is doing something to me. Time is against me or time is out to get me, you know, whatever it is. But in all of these statements, we're blaming time. We're acting like victims. You have time. So we have to change this, these limiting beliefs, this time scarcity cycle to a way of thinking about time that truly serves you. Yeah. And that actually fits a lot, you know, when I'm looking at anxiety and stress and overwhelm, we're always looking at what's in my control, what's out of my control. And we often think about these things that are out of our control, but we have so much control within them. Right. And it's really about changing our relationship. It is what it is, right? Time is the same for you as it is for me, as it is for the Dalai Lama, right? (laughs) Or whoever. And, And how we're responding to time is very different depending on that relationship and what we're thinking about it. So I love that. That's great. Uh, So what do we do? You know, when we're feeling out of control, how do we start to feel in control? How do we get some grasp over, over time? Yeah. Well, 
One exercise, which I'd like to share with you to, to kind of counter this feeling is shifting the way you think and speak about it. Because the way we speak about time, the way we treat time, how we spend our time, how we enjoy it is how we attract it. So we we talk about this a lot when it comes to money and attracting money abundance, but money, I mean, I believe time is more valuable than money, right? Money comes and goes, our investments up and down, whatever time we're not, we don't have that superpower yet where we can stop it or go back. So one of the most immediate changes to feel more in control of your time is actually to stop saying, I don't have time. When you tell people you don't have time to do something, you're usually failing to take responsibility for how you use your hours in the day. And language does shape how we think and how we feel and how we interact with the world. So to simply stop saying, I don't have time is actually a very powerful action to put us in control. The more we tell people we don't have it, the more we believe it constantly in time scarcity. So a simple way to replace this sentence in our vocabulary is simply by saying, it's not a priority or no, or yes, I'd love to do that, but I need to revisit it next month, next year you know, whatever it is, but these types of statements bring you into the seat of responsibility. They put you in control of how you're choosing to use your time versus time just happening to you. So I have a third step to this. Uh, um, So one, like we said, just stop saying, I don't have time. (laughs) Take that out. Once you become aware of the statement, you don't even realize how much you say it or other people say it around you. I was going to say there's an awareness piece there that we really need to to think yes. about because I think we just so automatically, I'm stressed. I have no time. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And so, it's yeah, easy to blame. Yep. It's just blame time, blame time. Oh, I can't do pickup today. I don't have enough time. I didn't get the groceries. I didn't have enough time. I forgot to make that client call. I didn't have time. Well, who is in control of your time? How is time doing this to you? So we, and it's like accepted in society that we just blame time, by the way. Like it's rarely do we get called out on well, did you make time for this? (laughs) Um, (laughs) So it is an awareness, first, foremost, awareness of using that statement. And then the second is using a more action responsibility statement to replace it. So when you feel like, oh, I'm about to say I don't have time. Well, what is it? It's not a priority. It's not a priority. Or no, I'm sorry, I won't be able to do that. Um, And the third thing is like having this instant check and balance for yourself. So one of the top things people say is I don't have time to exercise. So if I ask them to do this and replace that statement with, I don't have, uh, with, I, um, it's not a priority for me. Well, when they say exercise is not a priority for me, Oh, they have a gut reaction. They feel it in their body. Like that's just not true. Right. So you can, if you have to change it in your mind, how does it feel when you say it? And then, you know, the truth, you know, you know, okay, I do need to make time for this. (laughs) Um, If you say, I don't have time to play with my kids. Well, playing with my kids is not a priority. Well, you know, it even saying that feels cringeworthy. (laughs) So that means you need to make a shift. You do need to make time for that particular activity or task. So this is a simple way 
of building awareness, speaking positively and accurately that will help you feel more in control because you see, oh, this is a choice. Yeah. I can make time for it or I'm consciously not making time for it. And thinking about what's most important. So, I mean, there's so many skills within that. Of course. You know, being able to know how to prioritize in the first place. And, you know, like there's so many things already that I'm thinking of. Oh, being able to externalize everything that we've got running in our head, every, you know, so, so then where would you go from there? Once, once we change that language a little bit, what would mm-hmm. you do? Well, I speak about this a lot in my time power methodology, that there are pillars, there are kind of concrete steps or ways of looking at your time um, that are essential rather than now. I always say it can't, like I told you, I can't manage time, but you, what we can do is we can manage ourselves within time. So that's one thing, just recognizing that productivity and time management, it's not a, like a, a one size fits all. Everyone is looking for a time-saving trick or tip and a band-aid solution. I mean, the people I talk to, you know, they're trying everything out there. You know, I read every time management book or I've bought every time management book and the stack is still sitting there. I have bought six new annual planners. I've never filled them out. I, you know, everyone's looking for what's going to work for them and these you know, new apps, you know, I got a new productivity app, but I never figured out how to use it. And I'm laughing because these people are coming to me saying they don't have time to have lunch. And yet they think that some new tool or glossy app or uh, <laughs> it's going to save them. Or, I mean, so many parents like I tried hello fresh. I tried getting meal kits, but that didn't solve the problem. <laughs> you know, we're all trying to buy back a small solution. So my approach to this is really, you have to look at things holistically. You can't just look at what time saving brunch am I going to make here or there? So the first step in really deep diving into this is an audit, audit your life. Where is your time going? So many people have no awareness of where their time is actually going. And then they feel like they don't have enough of it. So auditing, where is your time going? Where is my energy leaking? You know, I said I was going to spend an hour on this. I spent five. I said I was going to go to bed by nine, but I was on social media till 11. You know, where is your time going? So a very clear audit into your life is hugely important. So that's one step you can do to kind of seeing where things are. And the other is being really clear about your vision. Like, what is it that you want to experience? What is it that, you know, what is your dream life look like? You know, we're, we're just going through the motions in this kind of hustle culture mentality of more, more, more fill up my to-do list. I'm more successful if I get more done, but I'm moving away from that. And I want people to move away. More is not meaning that you're successful. In fact, I feel like the less you're doing and you're doing it right, that's success. Uh, um, So just kind of breaking away from the hustle culture mentality of um, working harder, working more, being available 24 seven is not going to make you a better professional parent, business owner, anything. Um, So being clear what the vision or the goal you have for yourself is, it's like, People are trying to build that dream life, but they're doing it in the hustle culture vibe. So they're building one brick at a time, one day at a time, one brick, but they have no idea what their dream house looks like. So then they think they're working hard towards it, but then they end up with like, you know, four brick walls, 
Nothing's connecting. Doesn't look like anything you actually want to live in. So the audit, the, and being clear, the vision, and then you create the structure. Then you see what time management system or tool or structure is going to help me achieve that. Mm -hmm. But we're looking at it all backwards. In my opinion, we're going like tools, 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 not clear what we want, keeping busy, 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 and um, have no awareness of where our time is going. So without these kind of solid pillars, I feel like no time management, goal setting workshop book is really going to take you where you need to go. Right. I think there's a few things. Oh man, I got to write down my ideas because I've got a million that come to me as we talk. So on the one hand, you know, I, I see a lot of, well, the, the quick fix society we've all, we just want that quick app. That's just going to take care of everything. Right. And so Mm -hmm. it takes work. All of this takes work. And, and I, I often talk about that on the podcast as well. Um, I do think there's so many, you know, of the, these self-help books, but a lot of it is society as well. Mm-hmm. And so I'm already thinking of all the yeah, buts, and I'm sure you've got a lot of yeah, buts with clients, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but my boss or yeah, but, uh, and so I know that there's larger demands and I think that it would be easier if as a society, we just took a step back a little bit, slowed down. There's actually some really interesting research that I just read within the past month or so. I can't remember the two countries. I feel like it was maybe Greece and Germany. Mm. And the Greeks actually work a thousand more hours than the Germans a, a year. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was a year. Um, and I don't know the exact numbers, but I think it was it was double anyway, double okay. the amount of time as the Germans. But the Germans were happier and way more productive. And, you know, so being able to look at that, right, do we actually need to do 40 hours a week or a lot of people 80 hours a week? Um, so I guess all this to say, what are some of the yeah, buts or obstacles that, you know, your clients usually have, they're throwing back at you as you go through this process and how do you overcome some of those? (laughs) Yeah. I also just wanted to add when you were saying research just this month, I don't know when this is airing, but just this month, um, Harvard business review had posted or, uh, done an article, published an article about how like busyness is not the metric for success. Right. So it's exactly what we're talking about is like this hustle culture. And this is what we're doing as busy parents and professionals. We're just these bees working really, 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 really hard all the time, but we're not experiencing the sweetness of our life. Like the German people are experiencing life. They're having life experience. And most of the complaints of, you know, people here in our country is I don't have the life experiences I want and I'm busy working hard. And then they resent their work. They resent their business. So So what are, so yeah, just to say that that's exactly true. And people say, well, when I'm making more money, I'll look into this. I can just deal with this for now. When my kids are older, I'll get more sleep. When I'm making more money, I'll have more time. When I'm making more money, I'll invest in myself. When I'm making more money, I'll take help. Um, So it's time. It's resources, it's energy. These seem to be like the main throwbacks um, of why people don't want to do it. They're just exhausted with so many things on their plate. The idea of adding one more thing, um, like they freeze up. Mm -hmm. And so there is a lot of like, I can just, I can deal with this. 
I can just sit, I can struggle through this. I can just make it on my, I've got, I've done it this long. I can just keep going. And so they kind of accept it and don't really think that they can, they're capable of something different or capable of achieving that much different. And, you know, I say to these people, you know, you're going to blink your eyes. The year's over. Yeah. Nothing is going to change until something changes. We all know this, but so many of the parents I work with, they want to have experiences with their family. So I say, your child is not going to be a child (laughs) much longer. You know, you do not want to look back at this time in your life and regret and feel more guilt for not having taken a step or even trying to have what you want. To get unstuck, you have to take a step forward towards what you want. And so many people have that first step is really hard. Um, But time, the experience of time, being present for these moments with our family, those are priceless. And so many parents feel so much guilt for not being able to attend a school event, volunteer for this, show up for this, take them to practice, whatever it looks like. Um, but that's guilt and resentment that you don't want to live with and you don't deserve to live with, especially when there are other ways of doing it. Right. So it sounds like there's some values work here, just knowing what is important and what is most important for me and just to help with, with that piece. And that's the visioning that I mentioned, like you can't create you can't do the pillars out of order. You can't, you know, have the dream vision. You can't create the plan before the dream vision. You yeah. can't, you know, the, everything has to be, you can't build that dream house without the blueprint. You know, the architect would never even buy a brick without knowing the dream vision. So it's the same thing is that we're just building blindly. We're building our lives blindly with hopes. We think we're working towards what we want, but we haven't articulated what we want. And it, it Some people get intimidated by that. I don't know what my goals are. I just want to, you know, it doesn't have to be these big grandiose things. Like the people I work with, you know, they just want a four day work week, right? They want to spend one day a week with their kids. They don't want to work on the weekend. They want to write a book. They want to travel once a year. Like these are not things that are so incredibly out of reach, but we've created a lifestyle where they are so feel so impossible. Right. Yeah. So once we have that vision, I know you said that there's no, you know, cookie cutter approach that one size fits everybody. What are some of the typical things that, you know, some of your clients have had success with when it comes to now I've got this vision. Mm -hmm. I know the kind of life I want to lead. I know, you know, ideally where I want my time to go. How, How do we bridge that gap from now to there? That's the structure. That's the systems. So you want this, you know, you don't want that. So how are we getting you from here to there? That's where we do time blocking. How are we every day has to be structured toward what you want to experience. None of your steps can be unintentional. None of your steps should just be given away. No, everything has to be going towards the experience that you want. So that's the structure. It's like, in the hustle culture versus the structure model, you know, we're all trying to go from point A to point B 
And in the hustle culture, we're just the bees and we're swarming around point A. We, we think we're working so hard towards B, but we're we've never making progress. We're just spinning the hamster wheel kind of vibe in the same place. Now, when there's structure, when you're trying to go from A to B, there are steppings, there's stepping stones, right? There's a system, there's a schedule, or there's a structure that literally is guiding you to your end result. That structure will look differently for different people. Some people that looks like a a project management tool to manage tasks and their teams because they're spending 15 hours in meetings and doing that task, the never ending task list. So we have to, we have to optimize that. We have to make that process more productive. Um, For some people it's outsourcing or delegating. So it, it will look very differently depending on in some cases, it's making more time for that. It literally is shaving off some of that other stuff so that you can focus on the priority work, the work for the health of your business, for the health of your personal life. So every step is intentional and guiding you towards where you want to be. And there's hundreds of tools to get you there. That's why I say it's customized. You have to work with the right person who's going to put you on the right roadmap, the right path to get you from A to Z instead of wasting time trying a hundred things yeah, <laughs> that don't yeah, work. Exactly. And do you, I, I, I suspect that you put deadlines in there. Would you, cause I can just see myself, Kate, I'm going to time block. I'm going to work on a presentation for two hours every day, but I'm working on this presentation for it's Parkinson's law. You know, if I give myself two months, I'm not actually making forward movement until the last day. And then it's like, oh my gosh, it's due tomorrow. Now I'm mm-hmm. going to put in, you know, right. two hours of work, but I'm actually going to wrap it up because I can just see people, especially neurodivergent or ADHDers who just kind of go off on all these tangents and, yeah. and really underestimate how long something is actually going to take, you know, to do. And there's really no time awareness at all. So it's great to say, okay, I've got two hours to do this, but maybe I actually need six hours and have no idea. Mm-hmm. Is that kind of part of the system where you yeah planning? Yeah. You have to plan, right? Planning is so crucial for part of that structure. You know, like you said, you'll take as much time as you plan for. Like if you plan for two hours, you can hold yourself available, accountable for doing those two hours, or you can let that two hours become five hours. Um, I have a friend who was writing a book. She said, oh, well, it takes a year to write a book. I said, well, my other friend wrote it in three months. So you you create the time only if you say you're going to spend about a certain amount of time, you have the choice to stop and then schedule another block of time. But it's this feeling of like just letting time bleed over into everything or letting it take control. But again, planning, if you know, buffer time, transition mm-hmm. time, uh, there are ways of planning so that you're kind to yourself so that you're realistic. Uh, you of course need timelines. You need accountability um, I say at the end of the day, you know, peop- you're the only one who sees your schedule. You're the only one who sees the structure that you've built. So how are you building accountability with yourself to show up and do the things that you say that you're going to do? That's a big part of this. Um, I can build you a beautiful closet, but if you throw your stuff on the floor, it's not going to stay beautiful. It's not going to stay organized. We, you know, it's like the home edit, yeah. <laughs> you know, the Netflix, the Netflix show, we, the first thing they do, they come in your house, they empty your closet, they build a structure, they make categories, they color code it and they make, they leave it beautiful. Well, then, you know, you see the 
follow up three months later, have they been able to maintain it? Did they show up? Did they put the things back where they say they're going to go? So I think a lot of that has to do with planning. Are you showing up and doing the things that you say you're going to do? Yeah. It's a very strong muscle that needs to be part of this. That is part of this plan. Okay. Anything else that you think is important to talk about? Yeah, just that all these things we've talked about, these common misbeliefs, I feel like we're just kind of sitting in this disorganized entrepreneur parental trap and we're kind of set up to be disorganized. Like there's so many things we're trying to manage. And so all these symptoms that you experience is they're quite common, but when you do look at things and you can take a step back, you can really change it. There are simple steps that you can take and it's worth it. Mm-hmm. It's not like people who are so comfortable sitting in the discomfort. It's not worth it. You know, take help. There's so many free resources available. There's so many coaches, I, whether you work with me or anyone in this world, doesn't matter. I, I just feel I'm so passionate about you feeling that you do have time for life experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I feel like everyone deserves that and should give themselves a chance to have it because essentially our time is the story of our life. Truly. <laughs> so yeah. how, what story are you writing for yourself? What story do you want your kids, 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 kids to read about the way you lived your life? Everything is a choice and it starts with, it does start with mindset. So if you can start thinking about how you think about time, it can be a very powerful action. Absolutely. And I think, you know, on that note too, it's good, even just thinking about our relationship with time and what we're modeling for kids. Oh yeah. Because a big part of the audience that I work with, you know, either we're supporting their kids or or, or however, right. It could be teachers. It could be parents, but we're working with kiddos who oftentimes are stressed out because I don't have time to do, I've got piano practice and I have to study and I have this and I see mom and dad stressing out about time too. So I think that there's a, a huge piece here for our own lives, but also what we're modeling. And I think that there's a lot of skills here that we actually need to be teaching our kids too, right. 100%. To have that relationship with time and, and knowing to prioritize what's, what are their values? Um, and I think actually just in saying that it can be tricky because there's probably other people who are imposing their values and where their kids should be spending time. That's not necessarily important. Like I see a lot of headbutting about getting piano practice in, doing my homework, doing my studying. Um, I don't know if you have any tips just for maybe helping kiddos learn Mm-hmm. you know, how, how to manage that time. And maybe, I don't know, do we need to look at those impositions that other people put on their time too? Oh my gosh. I have so much to say, but I'll try to um, <laughs> curtail it because there are so many benefits of including your family in scheduling and how to honor time as a family. Because when you're from the start of your day, You're teaching children how to relate to time. Hurry up. We're going to be late. We don't have time for this. We don't have time. We don't have time to play. I don't have time to play with you. So that anxiety, we're giving it to them from the way we speak about time. The way we role model time is exactly how our children. And that is the number one thing that leads to anxiety in children. Feeling like they're not prepared or they don't have enough time. So how are we creating 
the schedules, the routines, et cetera, for our children, for our families. So there is ease. So there is flow. So this is so important for children. Um, you know, I hear, I used to hear my, my son say like, oh, we're going to be late or we don't have enough time. And I thought, oh my God, that has to change. I want him to feel like he has enough time for everything. We have enough time for everything that's important to us as a family. We might make, make choices or prioritize, but it's not because we ran out of something. We have, we have the choice of experience we have as a family. So that is huge. The way we, that power of language that I spoke about earlier is so important as it um, creates the experience of time around for children and anxiety. And another thing with time and children and schedules is that more mentality. Mm-hmm. I need to sign them up for soccer. I need to sign them up for piano. I need to sign them up for six play dates. I need to do, well, we know that that's not, we think that the more we give our children, the more enriched life they're going to have, but it can have these opposite effects when we don't give them space to assimilate to unwind, to have free play, to just be, read that book and not have like, okay, we got to (laughs) go. So that is, that comes down to how we plan. That's comes down to how we schedule for our family. Are we allowing time and space for the family to just be at home and have nothing to do? Are we, are we scheduling chock-a-block, which becomes stressful for the parents because there's a hundred more logistics involved. So that it kind of also lends to simplicity parenting in some ways, and just remembering that you don't have to stuff your kids' schedules for them to have a great experience. Um, So these are some broad statements, but the more you involve your family in scheduling, there are more benefits like participation, if they know what's coming. So like shared information, A lot of the parents are like the dictators of time for our teenagers Um, rather than having the teens be involved in the process, give input. Um, So there's, uh, this is like a double click of so many things I could share, but there's a lot of benefits of including your family um, in time awareness, in beautiful scheduling and honoring time as a family. where they're, you're all building together a beautiful relationship around your time, around your life and the experiences that they're having. Mm-hmm. And getting out of that rush. I, I think that rushing directly reinforces stress and stress is the number one contributor to anxiety. And so if they're rushing in the morning to get to school, well, guess what? Their learning brain isn't on because their fight flight has triggered. And so now they're not learning because they've come to school stressed. If we're going to bed stressed, right? So looking at how can we get out the door happy and calm and loving each other in the morning? How can we go to bed happy and calm and loving each other at night? Um, and yeah, I love some of those ideas. And earlier you had mentioned HelloFresh. I actually, we've just started that the past month <laughs> or so. I have not had to cook since we've started it because my little one comes home and she loves it. And she's so it's it's the mindfulness piece. You know, Mm -hmm. I think I love that because she is here now. She's not worried. I would be worried. Oh my gosh, we only have about 20 minutes. It says it's going to take 25, but no, she is there and she's enjoying the process and she's mindful. And you know, that helps us to actually, she also sees that space she's created that's one thing that jumped out. The other one is our kids also need to know how to be bored. And I don't (laughs) think they have time because it's in that bored space that they're, 
creative juices start flowing, right? We start to think about things. It's when we just stop. It's usually when we're in the shower, that's about the only Mm -hmm. time maybe we stop. We're not looking, you know, at our phone or on the computer. That's where all of our ideas come, right? And so it might feel inconvenient for us because those are not necessarily great times in the shower. We we can't write them down, but, but that's the space that our kids need. They just don't have that space to think and create and to play. And it's a huge part of their development that we're actually missing out on. And if they, if they're always scheduled, 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 they're not going to have any idea of what to do with their time when they're not busy. And so what are they going to turn to screens? Right. Mm -hmm. And then that's going to reinforce addiction to screens and not knowing what to do. And it's just, yeah, perpetuates this. And, and I do see the effects, especially, you know, I've had so many of my teens who feel hopeless and helpless and even suicidal ideation, because they're like, I I'm so stressed about school and studying. And I keep thinking when I graduate high school, it's going to be better. But I look mm. at mom and dad and it's not because they're stressed and they got this and this is it. And then they, they, they're busy all day and then they're exhausted at night and they go to bed and they wake up and they do it all again the next day. And then the weekends are filled with just cleaning and no time for fun because now we got to get all our errands and everything. And then, so kids are like, what's the point of life? Mm-hmm. When does it get better? How right. do we get out of that sort of rat race, that hustle sort of mentality? So, yeah, I think that this is a really important topic <laughs> to, to to continuously <laughs> talk about. So, yeah, I think I think all of this is really valuable, at least food for thought for people to 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 think about. Um, so, what's the next step? People listen to this podcast. What's the mm-hmm. next step? Yeah, there. So, I want to offer you a lot of different next steps based on where you're at in this process. If you know, you're somebody who wants to work on those pillars that I talked about and wants a one-on-one guide to do that audit with you. That's something that's, you know, you need a third party to do. It's really hard to do a, a full complete audit of your life when you're so enmeshed in it to see the invisible gaps. You need some partnership there. So if you're looking for a customized, personalized guide to help you do the audit, help you create that vision and the specific structure that you need to get to your end result, then I encourage you to book a free consultation with me for my premier time power program. Um, I also on my website, I have lots of great uh, free resources, a masterclass, how to go, you know, from being disorganized to an organized CEO of your life. You can follow me on social media for some inspiration and tips and join my newsletter. And the other um, offering that I want to make is if you are genuinely interested in changing your mindset around time, I have a self-paced course, which is amazing for parents and professionals who want to make more shifts and awareness around time. We, We talked about one example today about changing our language but I have an amazing course resource, um, little 15 minute modules that are very doable to listen to um, throughout your week. So the, that's a great resource. And the last thing I want to mention is um, a family calendar is a really great tool to bring your family on board with scheduling to eliminate anxiety in a, a visual way that everybody can see it and know what's happening to eliminate anxiety, knowing what's upcoming how to prepare. And so I also have a, um, 
a family calendar tool that might be good for your family. It's a jumbo size dry erase board, six feet long, specifically designed to involve your children in the scheduling process. That's great. And I'll have all of those resources in the show notes for everyone to check out. Well, thank you so much. I know we could probably talk for hours and hours yes. on this very <laughs> important topic. Um, I think it's just, yeah, I mean, we're only, it is our life, right? And life is now in this moment. And so how are we using each moment to moment to moment to moment? So thank you so much for joining me. I greatly appreciate it. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. And I hope that these, this conversation supports you in your journey of overpowering these emotions that we experience as parents and using time as an asset to you. 